You're listening to Bell, Book, and Candle with Mela Borowski. Thoughts from a Southern Witch. Should have studied witchcraft. Should have learned to ride a broom. So me and my black cat could fly through the skies underneath the moon. Thank you all for listening to Bell, Book, and Candle. You can follow Mella on Instagram and Facebook at bellbookcandlesc. That's Bell, B-E-L-L-E. Or become a patron at patreon.com forward slash bellbookcandle. Hey y'all, I'm Mella Borowski and you're listening to Bell, Book, and Candle. We've got another installment of Southern Dialogue for you. And my guest is practicing witch Jen Sankey. Jen's also a tarot reader, author, crystal healer, Reiki master, and a success manifesting empress with a few other modalities sprinkled on top. She's been slinging cards since she bought a deck with her babysitting money when she was 14 years old. And tarot's been a big part of her life ever since. If not lost in a pile of decks, she's talking to the moon and doing kriyas. She could be lost in a pile of tea leaves. And her new passion is helping people use their magic and the moon's power to manifest what they want in life. And she's creating a tarot deck with Seven Stones Publishing. Hello, Jen. Welcome to our witchy world. Hello. Thanks for having me. Did I say that right, kriyas? Yes, you actually, you did good. No, that was good, yes. Oh, awesome. And that's movement. It's some type of movement, isn't it? Uh, yeah, it relates to um, kundalini yoga. And hmm. it's just different positionings of your hands. Um, that's more of a mudra. The kriyas are different chants, basically. That's what okay. it is. Like for different, you could use it for anxiety, for health issues. There's just so many different ones and you know I do really like to use those as much as I can you could use it for manifesting anything really oh awesome yeah so I'm always interested in asking about someone's first deck so you were 14 when you bought your first deck do you remember which one it was it was just the plain old ugly Rider Waite Smith deck. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was just the plain and simple one right at the bookstore. <laughs> and then when did you go and start buying more? Because I hear that from a lot of people. It becomes a passion to have more. Oh, yes. I um, really, ever since I bought that one, I, you know, I was messing around with it for a little bit. And then being a teenager, I put it down for a little while and picked it back up kind of probably got more serious when I was a little bit later, like 18, 19. And really, I just kind of started buying decks, you know, and, you know, the internet wasn't like it was now. Mm -hmm. So you couldn't just go online and like really look it all up. So going to the bookstore was the easiest thing, you know, so you kind of were limited to what was there. And um, if you're lucky, you had like a magical store, you know. Mm -hmm. So, (laughs) you know, I, I live in New York. At that time, there really wasn't anything around me like that, so the bookstore mm. it was. But uh, my collection actually has grown quite a bit since then. I have about a little over 300 decks now. Wow. Okay. Yes. <laughs> so I guess obsession. I'm not going to say obsession. <laughs> it's a collection. Yes. It's, it's <laughs> yes. a collection. It's a very large collection. <laughs> so, yes, I am. Um, I just, I do love 
just did different decks, different, and I, I love seeing other people's take on the cards and how they interpret it and stuff like that. So I'm all about it. Is it strictly tarot or do you delve into oracle cards as well? Um, I definitely do have some oracle cards. I really like using those um, when I'm doing Reiki um, for clients. Mm. Those are really, it's helpful for that. And at the end of tarot readings, I will kind of pull one as like a closer. Mm. And, you know, they tend to be more gentle. So mm-hmm. depending on a client or a situation with someone, sometimes it's easier to kind of start with those to kind of break them in because Tara will call you out and some yeah. people are not ready for that. <laughs> I do, yes. So I have, you know, I do have a good amount of Oracle decks as well, actually. I never okay. counted them, but I do have, I have a nice chunk of them. So Okay. <laughs> I'm all about Oracle decks. I really feel really pulled to Oracle decks more so than Tarot. So for me, I might have five Tarot decks, but I've got 40 oracle decks right right yeah <laughs> i'm not quite at 300 yet I, I i'm working on that still <laughs> you'll get there i'm sure i, I am sure i will my <laughs> husband is sure of that too yes yes that's when you take the packages and just stash them to the side oh there's <laughs> right. nothing to see here <laughs> right <laughs> so did you identify as a witch when you were a teenager or did that come later you know i think I always identified as one. I didn't really know that's what I was identifying Mm. as when I was younger. Um, You know, I was always kind of the quirky kid um, out in the woods, you know, talking to animals and looking for fairies and that sort of thing. And Mm -hmm. I feel like I always saw the world a little bit differently than everybody else around me as I got older and even you know when I finally did buy a deck it was just something that I felt like I needed to do like oh this is a tarot deck okay I'm not totally sure what this is but I feel like (laughs) I need it (laughs) yeah yeah you do tea leaf readings as well I've always been interested in that yes yes I do I, I actually really do love doing those I have taught a couple classes on doing it as well um it's just super cool to to do something like that because that's been around even longer than tarot Mm. has yeah you know and that is going i mean hundreds and hundreds of years and it started out as a game kind of like tarot did because tarot kind of started Mm -hmm. out as a game as well you know and what's really cool too is if you know lenormand cards Mm -hmm. you can really kind of apply that to your tea leaf readings too okay so that kind of can add an extra level to it so um yeah i do it, it is it's a lot of fun and plus you get to collect really pretty teacups so there's that that's always a good thing <laughs> can you tell i like to collect things <laughs> i don't know many witches who don't collect right. things my husband gets on my case because i collect glass jars yes. like i don't want to throw away glass jars <laughs> oh i have a whole cabinet i know a whole cabinet <laughs> good i'm not the only one <laughs> no <laughs> then there's crystals you know it just it just can go at all the places <laughs> <laughs> so i'd love to hear about the deck that you're creating yes i'm so excited about it I'm so excited um uh this has actually been kind of a a labor of love for the it's been going on for a couple of years it actually takes between three and five years to create a tarot deck oh wow yeah people don't realize that you know um you know and if you think about it it's really 79 pieces of art you have to 
curate and the 79th one being the back of the card I had an artist and then she didn't really work out she just didn't have the time to do it so it took me a little while to find another one and she was she's like the perfect fit like she was meant to do it so oh, awesome. um, that was really cool she actually um, had some cards in the 78 tarot decks I'm not sure if you're familiar with those so it's basically <laughs> 78 different artists all create a deck oh wow yeah and Katie Walsh she is kind of spearheads the whole thing and she gets all these artists together and they all create um, a card for this deck and so she's done that a couple of times and that's how I found her okay I can't really talk too much about it but um, <laughs> if you go on to my Instagram you could sign up for the Kickstarter alert but I will give you a little goodies um, it, it has lots of galaxy in it it has mm. to do with there's space pirates involved and gods oh, and goddesses. Wow. Yes. So, yeah. So it's. A, I tell people they look at me like, huh? I'm like, oh no, it goes together perfectly. <laughs> Don't you worry. A lot of the gods and goddesses, um, you know, I wanted to also portray them all different types. You know what I mean? Like, there's so many different types and shapes and ethnicities in this deck as well mm -hmm. I'm something I'm really trying to pay attention to and you know make sure I'm including a little bit of everything so that's been a lot of fun too because you know with the gods and goddesses that I'm using in the deck too like kind of like an alternative take on them as well mm -hmm. so oh, um, yeah yeah it's 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 really cool um, I actually just got um, what deck, uh, she just gave me magician card final mm. so we have about 15 cards set so as you can see we have a way to go but to um, go. just a little way to go but she did give me sketches on like 10 more of them and she kind of gives me a rough sketch first and then she'll give me like a color study and then she'll give me a final to approve so it's okay. like each card is like a process yeah you know I have to really look at it and decide, do I want this person this way or that way? And make sure all the elements are there and make sure everything I want in there is there. And then you go back to it two more times to make double check, you know? So it's been a really interesting, you know, process creatively and just really getting to like really diving into the cards because there's so many meanings in one card of all these little elements, even in the, you know, that ugly writer, Wade Smith, Mm -hmm. the, the colors all mean something as well so it really you know and mine isn't like um kind of like a copycat deck it definitely does have its own vibe to it but mm -hmm. I did want to make sure to pull the most important elements into it as well so um right. yeah so it's it's really cool and then I'm just you know trudging along writing writing the uh, guidebook for it and it's kind of like a story deck so it does take you through the story of the fool and her name is Mina so it's like and she's kind of like a space pirate half demigoddess type situation so it's really her journey going through the deck and then her evolution and finding out all these things as she goes along so it's a lot of fun I think that's so interesting because I never really thought about how decks have stories, but I had Pamela Chin on not long ago and she told me about this whole backstory to her deck and the characters in this story from start to finish and I never realized that decks really had that and it sounds like you kind of have that going on too. Right, yeah. Actually, Pam is a really good friend of mine. 
Oh, awesome! Yeah, she was awesome. Yeah, yeah, we're we're really, we're good friends. Um, but yeah, it's it's kind of that type of vibe. Yeah. So if you even just look up Fool's Journey, there's so many different things of taking it through the the major arcana and just the journey of the fool, and it's a great way to learn it as well. Yeah. And that's like when I'm teaching, I have them write their own Fool's Journey. Like it doesn't, you know, not, nothing in depth, but it helps them to remember the cards because when you could put something relatable to it, then you remember it better. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Here's a candle spell for courage from the book House Magic, The Good Witch's Guide to Bringing Grace to Your Space by Ariana. Carve the word courage into a red candle and let it burn. You can also have bloodstone, carnelian, or tiger's eye crystals to activate courage. Do so by carrying them, wearing them, and even putting them on your desk around you. And as your red candle burns, you can say this chant if you like. I call upon the mighty spirit to fill me with logic and strength to send my blood flowing vibrant and red as I face the fear I truly dread. Harming no one, I voice my thoughts with clarity and grace, presenting a well-considered plan I am able to save face. Let understanding set me free. This I ask and give thanks for. Blessed be. program focused on manifesting using moon phases, correct? How does that work? Um, This is actually brand new. It's not out yet. I'm just Mm. putting the finishing touches on it. So basically what it is, is using the eight phases of the moon. And our focus right now is really going to be um, money and material things. So Mm. it's using those different phases and, and really, um, setting your intention and then using that intention. So if you think of your intention almost just like a little bubble and we're gonna just be taking like little strings and just pulling them right out of it to help to really try and break down this intention. Not just, I wish, you know, I am going to manifest $10,000 by the end of the month. If we don't use any action with it, nothing's gonna happen, it's gonna fall Mm. flat. And that's where a lot of people Kind of that's where the disconnect is because they see so many things online and they're like oh okay so if i just write this down 10 times a day <laughs> for a month it's gonna happen well not really <laughs> right <laughs> so that's not gonna work i wish it did i wish for yeah. everybody it did but unfortunately it's just not how it goes what we do we kind of go weekly we use some tarot cards we take a couple trips up to the akashic records and rewrite our money contracts and we um, go and we really do some timeline we do a timeline drop um, and that's really just like visualizing your timeline and changing it you know Mm -hmm. and it's like a meditation and it's it's like okay we're gonna change this so that this happens and again it's that taking the action steps but using um, more like spiritual modalities to do it instead of just 
okay, let's do this or that. But it, you know, it's a great container to work with everybody in there and really the support of that. And um, it's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be fun. Okay. So it sounds like a coaching program. Yeah, that's definitely, yeah, it's definitely me helping to direct you and give you a blueprint of how to manifest really you know it really could be for anything but we're going to focus this the, the first one we're going to really focus on money and then me also helping you do like i said we'll go to the akashic records we'll rewrite some soul contracts some money contracts how you feel about money we're going to work with different goddesses and have them guide you and use their strengths to help you make better decisions and really make planable action steps to get where you want to be, you know, monetary wise. And when's the timeline for that going to be when it's coming out? Uh, I'm hoping to uh, launch it by the end of the month. Oh, wonderful. Yeah. 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 So if you're on my, any of my socials, that's probably the, the place to be because I'll be announcing it on there when I'm a little closer. Okay. I'm really fascinated with using the moon phases. And when I teach basic paganism classes, I pretty much just focus on the full and new moon, but then when I get into more advanced classes, I will pull in the the other phases as well. And I tell people all the time that you don't have to use moon phases to cast spells or do rituals or anything, but it's like the icing on the cake. It makes it so much better. So any practical advice for someone who has absolutely no experience using the moon, what do you think they should start with? Uh, I, I think really like, you know, like you'd mentioned just the new moon and the full moon and just use the new moon to bring in, you know, what is it that you want to bring in and really just, again, paying attention to action steps. That new moon comes in and you just, okay, it's a new moon. What do I want? You know, okay. I want, you know, I want a new car within the, in the month. Right. And Mm -hmm. I think just being realistic too. So you make three action steps. Like what are three things that you can do to make that happen? And you may not have by the end of the month, a brand new car, but you're going to be closer. Yeah. You know, no matter what you're taking those action steps. So you're going to be closer. And I think that's something else that people need to realize too, when manifesting and even using the moon, um, it may not happen that month it but you're still moving towards something and just being patient and being patient with yourself because that new moon may come and you're like i'm supposed to manifest something but you kind of not feeling the greatest so it's okay no big deal don't worry about it like maybe it's not meant to happen and maybe you need to focus on self-care but again that's also taking an action step you know i i really think it's just go with with your body and how your body feels and how you feel about doing it some people that stresses them out you know Mm -hmm. knowing that okay this is coming up this needs to happen you know what if it's a tuesday and the third quarter moon and you want to manifest something just do it it's fine absolutely (laughs) yeah don't worry about (laughs) it so much and more of what like what i'm doing is more to like really kind of get serious with it and and it it also helps you really learn the different phases of the moon too so that you can use it but even even then if you do if you you know go through it and you're like "Ah, i don't feel like doing that this month that's fine light a candle write what you want on a candle light it boom done (laughs) easy is good (laughs) yes it is so good and the thing is is people will say oh i have to do a release on the full moon and it's not for three weeks 
And so they don't, they don't do it and they carry that for three more weeks. And I tell people just do it. So the full moon is just a boost, but you can do it anytime. If you need to release something tonight, do it that night. Right, right. Do it every week until you get to the full moon. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Because you hold on to it and then you're going to have more problems on top of that, you know? So absolutely. (laughs) That's why I always tell people too. I love doing candle magic. I do candle magic all the time. But I'm always like, you know what? Get a birthday candle, write on it, five minutes done. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Yep, that's it. I love that you're talking about taking action steps because that's something I feel like almost every other episode, a guest mentions something about this. So it is something that is actually being spoken out in the world that you can't just, like you say, write it down and it's going to happen. I mean, miracles do happen. But I, I like to call it putting feet on your prayers because to me, prayer is a type of spell. You're communicating what you want. And so you put feet on your manifestation. You put feet on your spells. And that's what action steps really are. So I love that you are saying, write down three action steps that you're going to do to make this happen. You're not just sitting back on your on your ass, you know, at home saying, right. okay, I want it now. <laughs> yeah, that's it. And And they don't need to be like these you know, big, huge steps. And I think that's where another place where people kind of get a little overwhelmed with it because make three steps and somebody might take that as, oh my gosh. All right. So, you know, like leave my (laughs) husband, buy three dogs and sell my car. No, 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 no. If you get up in the morning and you're like, I'm going to be a badass bitch today. That's, that's perfect. (laughs) Like that's perfect. Like, great. look at you manifesting. But I mean, it it could just be like, you know, instead of going and getting Starbucks every single day, I'm going to do it four days a week and take that eight bucks and stow it aside. It could be so easy, you know, I mean, and there's ways to do that. You know, you don't use coupons. Maybe you'll download the app for your grocery store and throw a couple coupons on there. Boom. There's a couple bucks. So there are easy ways to do to do it. You don't have to make it super big all the time. Yeah, perfect. Micro habits are something that I tell people about all the time. And it's the same sort of thing. Don't bite off more than you can chew. Just start small. Just take a little step. Right, right. And it takes 21 days to develop a habit. Mm. And it also takes 21 days to break a habit. So, Mm. you know, I think that's something to keep in mind, too. It's going to take some time. You know, if you do it for a week, that's fantastic, but it's also not going to solve every problem in the world for you. So I think just being realistic about it, you know, yeah. and really remembering that you're taking that step and you're getting there. So that's all that matters, you know, and yeah. not comparing yourself to every everyone else. And that's something that I think as a society, we have the Internet, we have all that. We're comparing ourselves all the time. So mm-hmm. you got you have to be nicer to yourself, you know, and, and just be more graceful with yourself and be like, OK, this is where I'm at today. And that's awesome. Yeah. How do you incorporate your craft into your everyday life? Again, it's just little habits over time that I've just kind of thrown in there. For me, the easiest and the one I do right off the bat in the morning is stirring intention into my tea. Mm. How I want the day to go or if I have something going on, like, you know, just stir that intention or positive thought right into your tea. That's Mm -hmm. super easy. Also, too, if you're, t- uh, you know, if I'm taking a shower and 
this is also if I'm not rushing because you know life (laughs) (laughs) you know I'll I'll try to imagine like I have like a I like to make like bath scrubs and stuff so I'll Mm -hmm. use that and just kind of like just getting rid of anything negative any lingering thoughts or like that aren't serving me and that sort of thing um lighting a candle cards i'm always pulling cards all day long i mean (laughs) if you could see my desk right now there's just cards everywhere (laughs) so i'm always i usually pull a card you know i always have crystals with me a couple crystals will usually go in my bra yeah if i'm adulting and have one on that day so let me promise that first Because that's pure evil. Bras are pure evil. So there's that. But um, yeah, I mean, I think it's just going through my day and being mindful. And for me too, um, I really, um, lately I've been really trying to work on having happy money. So that's that's just putting, when you spend money on something or give somebody money, you thank it as you give it. Because Mm. as you say thank you, you're putting that thank you out into the universe and it's it comes back to you. So Ken Honda has a book called Happy Money and, and that's really where um, that I, I had gotten that practice fun from. And he's from Japan, so arigato means thank you in Japanese. So I try to arigato my money. So anytime I'm giving it out, even online, like I buy something online or something, I try to just be mindful of it. So yeah. I think that's one of the big things I just really try to do every day is just be mindful of my thoughts and what I'm putting out and that sort of thing. Yeah, and that kind of goes along with spell work of how powerful words are. Right, right. No, absolutely. And just any of that you're putting out there is is important and you know, thinking before you speak and that sort mm-hmm. of thing. And it's funny because it kind of comes back to like telling like you know if you have kids you're telling your kids think about what you say before you say it we we always say that but we don't practice it anymore like we don't and we're telling everybody else to do it but we're not doing it you know I think it's really it is important and that's like just stirring the intentions in your tea and stuff like that you're just setting that um even before you even get out of bed in the morning just like today's going to be a great day I say that every morning before I get out of bed, whether it ha- whether I don't even I don't even think about it. I'm like, nope, today's yeah. gonna be a great day. That's it, and it is. Your words are yeah. definitely very powerful. Oh yeah. So, what's the most witchy thing you've ever experienced? Oh boy, I think <laughs> about that. I would say probably. Um, just connecting with spirit guides, um, mm. connecting with other people's spirit guides. If I'm doing readings, I do tend to, I, I don't like calling myself a medium because I feel like just TV and the internet has made that kind of almost like a weird thing. Like, yeah. you know, you know, because there's just a lot of people who aren't and they just, so I, I do get a lot coming through. I get a lot of animal spirit guides that come through mm. for people. I think the coolest one was um, I was doing a reading for this woman out in California. And she just kept, you know, she was kind of distraught a little bit. But what's it really saying? Why? And I couldn't understand. Like, I'm like, okay. And I'm pulling cards and I'm trying to, like, dig a little bit. And all of a sudden, I just see this big fluffy dog jumping around in my head. And I'm like... And I'm, mm. I'm trying to do this reading and this dog just wouldn't leave me alone. I'm like, what is, what is the deal with this? And, and usually I'm like, you know, I'm like, all right, I guess I should mention this because this, this dog's not going to stop. So I said to her, you know, I'm like, is there, do you have like a big fluffy dog? Do you have like, it, you know what? He reminded me of the dog from, um, 
I don't remember. It's uh, Big Bird's dog. What's his name? That oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I can't like, remember the name, right? but you I know exactly. Yeah, right? Yeah. That's what it reminded me of. Oh, and wow. <laughs> she's like, she's like, oh, uh, that's my neighbor's dog. My son loves him, and he's really upset because he's lost. And I was like, hmm. oh, okay. Well, this dog is really annoying me right now. I don't know what's <laughs> going on, but he's bouncing around. And she's like, he's really lost. Do you know where he is? And so, you know, I kind of stopped the reading a minute and I was just kind of trying to figure it out. And the dog was just started showing me pictures. And hmm. I was like, okay, let's go with this. And he was showing me pictures of a park and a, and a bench. It, but it was, it's like, in the woods and there's just this random bench in this park and i'm like mm -hmm. is there a park near you is there a bench or whatever and she's like oh my god yes there's one down the street and our favorite bench is in the middle of the woods and then i was kind of like oh. oh well maybe someone should go check that you know so <laughs> we, so and, and after that the dog disappeared like i didn't see him anymore he was gone so i was like mm -hmm. okay noted let's move on so i kind of finished <laughs> the reading probably 10 minutes after the reading she gets she you know messages me and she's like oh my god we found the dog at the bench and wow. i was just like oh <laughs> shit <laughs> I was like, whoa i was like, I was like up right there <laughs> I was like, oh my god i was like oh wow um and I, you know, of course, I'm like, oh yeah, that's awesome. Of course, of course. Right. In my head, I'm like, did that just happen? I'm kind of freaked out a little bit here. <laughs> so for me, though, that was a really big lesson to pay attention to my intuition mm. and pay attention to those little things that pop in my head because it, that's always happened to me, but I never really mm. knew what it was, and I ignored it for the longest time. So I think that's probably one of that's the first thing that popped in my head. Okay, and that was a great validation for you as well yeah. of your gifts. Yeah, I mean, it was, I was like, whoa, like, I, even now I think about it, I'm like, whoa, and there's so many things have happened <laughs> since then, because this was mm -hmm. a, a long time ago, but still, I think, like, you know, it's just that realization, like, oh, I'm not making this up. Yeah. <laughs> this yeah. is really happening. <laughs> so, yeah, that was really cool thing to happen. And they found their dog. Let's go to the other side, then, and say, what is the most witchy disaster you've ever had? Oh, this is a good one because one thing just popped right in my head when you said that. I had um, got somebody gifted me like wish paper. Um, have you ever heard of it? It's like, I think it's uh, it's like a Chinese thing, and it's these little like vellum type papers, and you're supposed to write your wish on it, and then it lights up and it pops up in the air and just burns away, right? Yeah, I think I've seen that on on something on YouTube. Yeah, like the idea is wonderful. Mm -hmm. let's leave it there and I'm like okay <laughs> I'm like oh yay wishes so I do it and whatever and the thing like went up flaming like this ball of flame <laughs> and I'm like and it's going up and it's not stopping and I'm inside in my house and oh my god you know, <laughs> like, I, I'm like at my desk again decks papers candles <laughs> things everywhere and I'm like what is gonna happen right now I'm gonna blow up my house so, but and it was like this little piece of paper like I don't know what was on it so finally I like took like a broom of course because I'm a witch there's a broom around <laughs> right like and I knocked the thing down and it finally like burnt up but it took a while and I burnt my broom there's oh, no. on the floor and I was like I am done with wish paper forever 
<laughs> so listeners, if you're going to use wish paper, maybe go outside. Outside and... <laughs> be in a not wooded area and I don't even know that stuff was like I'm like why did they give me this <laughs> maybe don't use it at all right? I'm like uh I'm gonna throw this out now I'm not using this this has got all bad juju on it now goodbye <laughs> so that that was probably the the most uh the one time I was actually afraid I might burn down my house and I'm someone <laughs> who lights candles all day long multiple candles so yeah that that was something <laughs> Crone's Book of Magical Words by Valerie Worth has a spell and incantation that might be of use to some of our more accident-prone witches. To be safe from fires. In wet woods by water, find the shy salamander. Catch him in a cage of willows woven. Bring him home in haste. Set him down beside the hearth while four sallow sticks cross shall burn. Then cast water from a pitcher upon them, and when they are dead, say this to bind the protection. Salamander, salamander, turn fire to water under this house and over this house. Carry his cage through every room, then let him out and set him free among the lowest foundation stones standing, there to hide and be safe and keep you well forever. fire we have to have fire safety because most of the disaster stories i hear are having to do with fire setting your <laughs> altar on fire or something yeah. like that yes 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 and there's one, one thing that i always tell people too and i haven't tried it but um when we you know want to bring in a release you know we like to use bay leaves and write on bay leaves right mm-hmm. and it's an awesome thing to do but i was told that if you use too many at once it can have a hallucinogenic effect so I always and I did I haven't tried it don't not sure that I want to try it but I always tell people when I'm teaching like yes and then then that goes again like back to that manifesting thing like if you're writing like 30 things down on 30 different bay leaves to burn that's not (laughs) okay don't do it or you may be in another realm I don't know maybe that's where you want to be that's not no that's that's your thing but yeah focus is good focus yes it it is good but just pay attention to the amount of those like the amount of herbs you burn at once yeah (laughs) yeah you really have to look into that people just think um well for instance crystals they'll say oh let's put crystals in our water or something you gotta look into that shit because some of those crystals you put them in your water they can actually hurt you yeah they can poison you i always i usually tell people too if if it ends with ite i-t-e it usually can't go in water Mm. and that's like a quick easy thing way to you know to remember it but yeah and well and that's the thing though people see these things on pinterest and they're like yes i want to do that and it's like no 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 don't like you put selenite in that water it's melting and you're gonna poison yourself and that is not a health benefit at all for you yeah you gotta look into that and people do that with essential oils as well yes they think oh all essential oils we can 
take it in in our body and as you look it up you could put it on your on your skin you use a citrus and you go out in the sun you're gonna burn yourself right right and a lot of them too like basil and oil and stuff like that can affect your blood pressure yeah you know if there's something going on like blood pressure wise or even they can affect your heart they affect circulation Mm -hmm. your liver you know yeah so it's it's really really important to research it and Mm -hmm. and and with a good and a good site not just random google it and whatever is there is there it's really just you know you have to kind of research who's writing the article to make sure that they know right. what they're talking about. <laughs> or else who knows what will happen you'll be burnt up yeah. you'll be all high <laughs> from basil leaves and poisoned with selenite that is not what... <laughs> and, and that is their witchy life <laughs> and, then, and there you go you are now an official witch no let's not do that no 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 so yes research is very yeah, y'all research it look yes. into it you can't just do every pretty picture you see right and that's why witches have so many books because we research everything (laughs) another collector item see it all ties in (laughs) exactly so what is the most important thing that you have learned on your own personal spiritual path this is a question i ask pretty much all my guests i think just being yourself and really not changing how you think or what you think. I mean, it's always good to listen to other opinions because that's how we grow and learn. But know what your core principles are and know that, especially if you are, you know, a pagan, witchy type spiritual path, there are going to be a lot of people out there who don't agree with that and they are going to share that with you because they aren't as graceful as we are and just keep our mouths shut when we don't agree with something. (laughs) (laughs) They will, they will say stuff. And I, and you know, it's like getting, you know, unsolicited advice when you're pregnant or have a kid and you just nod and smile and (laughs) that's it, you know? And yeah, if you're not comfortable being out of the broom closet, so to speak, you could still be witchy. You could still do things that make you feel connected. And you don't have to be out outwardly witchy if you don't want yeah. to. You know, that doesn't right. make you any less of a witch or a pagan or anything. I just say witch because I am one. So that's what I'm the example <laughs> I'm using. But that kind of goes along with anything. And I I think just staying true to yourself and really not worrying about what everyone else says. You know, again, it's that comparison thing. Everybody's going to have an opinion. So whatever. (laughs) And especially if you're just starting and you're just like coming out of the, you know, the broom closet and stuff. Again, the people are going to say what they want to say. And I mostly just come back with weird, funny, witty, awkward things because that's the best way for me. But you got to just yeah. find what works for you. And, you know, I, I always like to tell people to have kind of like a rehearsed thing to say, you know, mm-hmm. so you don't just speak emotionally and then you may dig yourself deeper and don't try to yeah. over explain <laughs> yourself because oh, yeah. especially for somebody who, who doesn't believe your path, the more you explain that validates mm-hmm. to them that you're doing something wrong, yeah. you know? So yeah, this is what I do. This is how I do it. Blah, 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 blah. That's it. And they're going to be like, well, don't use this and that and that. The more you explain it, the more they're going to be like, see, they have to explain it so much because they know they're wrong. So that is definitely, I think, something to keep in mind. I mean, one of my favorites was I was doing expos back when the world was 
you know, not broken. And I had this, this old guy came up to me and he goes, you know, you're opening portals. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I love traveling. That's awesome. <laughs> and he just looked at me. He didn't know what to say. And he just shook his head and walked away. But that's oh, what it perfect. is. Perfect. You know, like I, I didn't explain it to him because I knew it wasn't going anywhere. You know, I would right. have been like, well, sir, this is this. And this is why I do this. And then he would have just ate that up as me, you know, knowing I was oh, doing yeah. something wrong. So that's it. Done. Conversation over. Thanks. I'm going traveling. See you later. Yeah. There you go. You know? Yeah, that's great. That's what you need to do. Just people's intuition tells them when someone is truly interested and when someone's just coming up just to start something. Right. Right. And I love when somebody really wants to know and they really Mm want to understand and they may not agree with you, but they're on the same page as you and they're letting you talk and they're listening to what you're saying. And those people, I'll talk all day long with them. Yeah. That's totally, even if they don't agree, I don't care. They're right. listening and that's fine. And I, and I respect that as long as you're respecting me. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. So any final words that you just want to share with the listeners? You know, I think be you and be the most authentic you that you can be. And I would love for you to come and hang out with me over at my page on Instagram at Stardust Wonder Tarot. I'm always doing something over there. So um, I would love for you to come over and say hello. Sounds great. Thanks for being on the podcast, Jen. It's just been awesome talking to you and hearing your advice and tips to enrich the listener's own personal path. It's lots of great advice that they can really take away right today, right when they listen. Y'all show Jen and all of our guests some love by visiting their websites, checking out their social media, can get in touch with Jen if you want to work for her, watch out for that tarot deck. And don't forget that you can always send me comments or questions by clicking on the link to send a little voice message to me. And I might just use it on one of our episodes. Take care and y'all be blessed. (laughs) 